Are you someone with a dream, passion, and desire to become an entrepreneur? Hi, I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm on a mission to provide education and empowerment to aspiring entrepreneurs. If that's you, you're invited to join me every week as I talk with everyday entrepreneurs committed to beating the odds and building their businesses. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Yes, this is the place where you talk to and hear from entrepreneurs who are making it happen in their business every day. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. As always, thanks for joining me. Yes, I know you've been waiting on this. Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast is now going international. We've got somebody all the way from London, from the UK, who is joining us today, and I'm super excited. My guest today is Maria Perlman, and I've seen Maria online. I started seeing these ads, and she was talking about, you know, confidence, and, and it was really targeted to men. So it was confidence and men, and it was the posts, and I was reading them, and I don't even know how she started showing up in my feed, but I just thought it was super, super interesting, uh, kind of the approach, and it was one of those things where you're like, I didn't even know that was a thing that people, that people did. So I reached out to her and realized I needed to have her on the podcast. Maria Perlman is a confidence coach who helps professional men build irresistible confidence and powerful relationships. She came into coaching after her own personal and professional breakdown that actually led to a breakthrough to change her life completely. After spending almost a decade in the corporate world, she is now a fast-growing confidence coach. She dreams to spread her voice and help as many people as possible to discover their best authentic self, unleash their potential, and live lives to its fullest. Maria, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Corey. So I'm super excited to have you on. We had kind of a pre-conversation a few weeks ago uh, in anticipation of this, and I was just so fascinated by the the idea of confidence coaching. Uh, you know, I do a lot of work in mindset and psychology, and certainly confidence is, is always a, a part of that. But you've kind of really developed this niche here specific to men and confidence and, you know, one of the posts that you had that I was like, hey, I, I need to reach out to her was about men not approaching women and, you know, especially when it comes to attractive women and all the, all the things. It was like a myth type thing that you posted. And I thought it was just super, super interesting because that confidence in your, you know, personal life or lack thereof, right, can translate to lack their, lacking confidence in the business world or going after deals or sales or marketing. So I thought it was kind of a fascinating thing. Before we jump into the confidence piece, tell us a little bit about your background. You're based in London now, but you're actually, your background is from Russia. Tell, tell me your story. Oh, thank you so much for this question. Um, so my story started in Moscow, in suburbs of Moscow. Uh, I've been born and raised in a uh, in a family. My mother mother is, is a teacher, and my father is a policeman. So I I kind of used to think about myself as a kind of um, an ordinary girl. I didn't feel that I have any extraordinary like some some talents, and. Um, after I, grew, I finished my school, I started to work on different positions, and I just decided mm, if I don't, if I'm not good in math, if I'm not good in, I don't know, music, in, uh, I don't have any evident talents, I just go and do sales. That was an easy choice. I started right. to 
to work in Citibank. I was selling like uh, cards and credits uh, and all this okay. stuff. Uh, I, I worked a lot with, uh, with people, I communicated, but all the time I remember myself like being scared so much. So mm. I, was, I was mastering my confidence from the outside but, but I didn't right. really feel confidence inside. After Citibank, I jumped to another opportunity and I was still like a, was a full-time student that time. I was studying marketing. Okay. And then I jumped into pharmaceutical industry. I started to do key account management, business development. Um, I, I grew, grew myself very, very fast. And all the time I jumped to one challenge to another challenge. And all the time and I grew myself in sales. Yeah. And you've done all this. I mean, you're still under 30. So you were, you, you spent almost 10 years, you know, doing that. So you were, you know, clearly somebody who was going up the ladder very fast inside that, inside that world. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then later on, I understood what was my key driver. I thought I was just ambitious. I thought I just, I just mm. don't want to be ordinary. I don't, I want to, I, I want to prove to everyone that I'm worthy. I, I can be, like someone <laughs> at least right, not sure. average yeah right. and um i didn't even try to pursue like academic background or to do something else i was putting all my efforts into work and i okay. really had amazing results and from time to time like companies employers was looking at my cv and and had no idea how i managed to to accomplish so many things at work mm. without losing a track of education or something else. So right. that was my, my strategy. But then it went to um, a really big breakdown. It was okay. a really big crack because this gap inside me was growing. The gap between my real, true, authentic self and, okay. the, and the shell, the, the person that I was trying to show to the world. What you were that, projecting out. Absolutely. Like yeah. I'm a businesswoman. Right. Uh, I'm very strong. I'm capable. I'm confident. I can do this. I can achieve this. What's the, the saying over here is, you know, never let them see you sweat. Right. Like <laughs> that kind of idea. Right. Exactly. But I was yeah. shaking all the time. It's an interview. People never see that I'm, uh, I'm fragile inside, but I was projecting this confidence. I was faking in my confidence. I was at really great level to master my confidence because all my people around never can tell that I'm not confident, but I never felt this way. And when I relocated to London with my husband, Mm -hmm. he graduated from Cambridge. He found a really nice job here in financial industry. I moved to London with him as well. And I decided why I can't conquer London, why I can't find a really amazing job here. And being at Moscow, I found a job here in London. It was a global position, sales enablement job, super difficult. I never did something similar before. It was still in the pharmaceutical market. Right. And my boss from US, she hired me without even seeing me. I went through all the stages. I was super proud of myself. I was like, wow, that's a huge win. That's amazing. Uh, Because London is highly competitive market and they chose me. So now, okay, great. You've continued the success. You have this going now. You're still climbing the ladder, right? Walk me through, in the opening, we talked about the breakdown that led to the breakthrough. Bring that home for us. So this specific moment (laughs) happened when um, I was was working really, really hard on this Mm. position. I was working 13, 14, 15 hours per day. 
sometimes over weekends. And I was actually sacrificing almost everything because I realized that I'm not, I'm not, I was a shit employee. I was not <laughs> capable to work okay. at this super difficult job. Yes, it was fancy. It was really right. nice job title, great salary, stability, uh, amazing company with huge perspective. But I realized it's not for me. I mm. can't do these things. I don't have some certain skills and I can't right. pretend anymore. Mm. <laughs> so people started to realize and my boss started to suspect that I'm not capable to deliver this. I was mm. kind of put on, stepped on throat on my own ambitions and realized that I was not grounded in reality at all. So what's interesting here is because there is this principle out there in business, right, that talks about the idea that you say yes to everything and then you figure it out, right? You don't turn. Now, again, you were an employee, but you had an opportunity for this job. You said yes to it. They wanted you to do this. And, and you know, this was going to be a great marquee position for you. Yes. yes, I'll do it. And, you know, when we give people that advice, hey, just say yes and figure it out. Sometimes you don't figure it out or sometimes the, the pressure comes on in that situation. And then here we are. So now, You've, you're at a point now at your career at that time where now people have started to figure out you're basically in over your head, right? To keep it straight up as a term, you're in over your head at this point. So what happens? Absolutely. And uh, so what actually happened? Even my willpower was super strong and I mm. decided I will do this. I will keep pushing. My boss right. told me after three months uh, of my probation period, she told me, Maria, you, you're not coping. You're not a good fit for this company. Your English is not good enough. You ask too many questions. You're not delivering what you need to deliver. She, mm. she was really, really straightforward. She was really like very direct with me. Yep. And I was, oh my God, I was flying to, I, it was actually in a trip to Madrid when I was working my butt off to, to prove that I, I can do. I was networking. I was working like crazy. And then right. it was not enough. So for me, I was, oh my God, what on earth I need to do to be enough? And so, two so did weeks they more. Up, did, they, did they end up letting you go? So tell us what happened because I want to jump into some, I want to jump into the confidence coach. I don't want to spend all the time yeah. on, on how we got here. I, I want you to land the plane for me right now. Absolutely. So, 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 so what happened? Two, two weeks more. I, I was like yep. a zombie trying to prove that I can do this, but then right. my health crashed. I was uh, calling mm. an ambulance at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Like crying. I was not able to breathe. I, was, I had a, a severe allergy attack because my body just decided, no, I, I, I'm not playing this anymore. I'm not supporting right. this, this really stupid game. I will tell you something. So people say to me, I, I have a term, don't work yourself to death, right? Because we're, yep. we're, we're all in this hustle and grind movement now, right? Everybody's hustling and grinding and hustling and grinding. And, and that's what we're telling all these entrepreneurs to do. And people think I'm crazy. Like, oh, you know, Corey, you should don't work yourself to death. How are you ever going to get anything if you don't work hard? But you literally were putting yourself in a position where you were in a health crisis because you were trying to work so hard and to prove something, right? And I also say sometimes, you know, people believe different things. You can call it spirituality. You can call it God, whatever. But sometimes the, the universe yep. will step in and make a decision for you. Absolutely. Like, that was like this you moment. Had that moment, right? Yeah, the universe decided that this job was not going to be for you anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like climbing one mountain and realizing that it is it's actually not your mountain. It's it's just not your place. Right. I was and that moment I decided uh sometimes I, I heard I heard you asking in the different interviews, what was the epiphany moment moment when you yeah. changed your mind? For me right. it was I just decided to quit. I didn't have any plan B. I decided it can't be any longer like this. I mm. can't I don't have energy to move right. to move any longer that's right. it so and i left my husband was very very supportive uh i used to be on therapy that time so my therapist was very supportive and mm. i was so grateful for the support that i had that time because i really felt like a shit and but the moment when i choose to choose myself right i felt really empowered very relieved and i just decided no i'm not going to to do this anymore i'm trying to figure out who i truly am and what will bring me me happiness so fast forward now you are in the coaching world a lot of people are in the coaching world and you know we always talk about from a business perspective right know your customer identify your audience so yeah. tell me how do you end up in the confidence coaching and then how do you decide and say to yourself hey I'm going to focus because you've basically split your market. You've eliminated half of, of a market for confidence, especially where there's a lot of talk about uh, women empowerment movement. Why choose confidence coaching, number one, and then why choose confidence coaching for men? Now, for many of us that will watch this, they will uh, hear this uh, in all of our, I think we're up to 18 platforms that we stream to now. So they'll hear this in audio, but they will see your picture. And for those inside our Fearless Entrepreneurship Society program, they'll see the visual, the video on this. So Maria's very attractive, right? So, so, you know, because a lot of you talk about the confidence piece. How do you end up confidence coaching and then picking men to do that with? Yeah. So first it started with understanding the misconception that I had about confidence. I thought the confidence is something how people see you. It's more about how you see yourself. It's being authentic and being able to show up in this world how how you are just without right. trying to 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 sweeten the pill just being yourself and if you fail just fail and be okay with it so being less hard on yourself so that's that's why for me confidence is like a nutshell for everything for relationships mm. because my marriage was uh, breaking down into pieces when i was not happy in the wrong place it's a nutshell for your career for your uh, spiritual personal Mm. any developments just your wow. happiness in general that's why i picked up confidence because this is the, okay. the biggest thing for me it's like a tool it's not confidence for the sake of confidence but it's right. a tool that will help you achieve happiness achieve your goals achieve your life mission life vocation anything that you want to achieve and i see a lot i rarely see very confident people i rarely mm. see mm. and i rarely see confident men yeah. Interesting. Well, let me hold on. Let me make sure I'm projecting. I want to make sure I'm projecting properly. <laughs> You're not one of those. <laughs> okay. I, I want to. I don't want to slump down here. I want to make sure I'm um, projecting properly uh, in our in our conversation. Yeah. And this the second question that you ask: Why man? I truly yeah. believe that this women empowerment trend. There are a lot of people there. 
empowering women. So I, I, I truly believe that women receive a lot of support. And naturally, women are much more open about their emotions, about what's happening in their life, about mm. their challenges. They can right. be, they're okay to be vulnerable in society. But men, apparently, they don't receive that support a lot. And actually, they're not yeah, I don't, reaching I don't out. Any, yeah, I don't know any men's fests that are going on where we can get in a love circle and probably that probably be a problem if we just started you know rolling up and trying to hug each other and, and some of this other stuff here it's it's that's exactly not acceptable that's clearly not acceptable in a in a large-scale format right so exactly but it doesn't mean that men don't need it actually completely right. the opposite they need it even more than mm. women and uh, when I started the coaching at Animus Coaching Center to, to graduate and receive my diploma, I had yeah. a, a lot of practice clients. And I just had a look at my client database and 99% of them were men. For some oh, wow. reason, I was attracting men. I hope I not know. just what because... Could, what could that be? <laughs> I don't know, Maria. Is there something about you maybe that, that makes them... I don't know. What... <laughs> Maybe the genuine, compassionate, uh, empathetic uh, personality. <laughs> I think I think you're giving us too much credit. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a superficial element to it, but obviously, people who want to be helped, right? See if you agree with this or not. People who want to be helped want to be helped by someone that they feel most comfortable with, right? Yes. So exactly. I'm, you know, I'm spending more. I'm backing the gym now and trying to pay more attention to this stuff. And when I was going to select a trainer, I went to the wall of the trainers where you can pick who you want to have like your initial sessions with. And I went to the wall and there's everybody's picture in a little bio. And I was looking at that picture, looking at that, looking at their bios, looking at the picture. And I was making a decision on who I wanted to initially work with based on not just superficial, but superficial elements, people who maybe had the body type that I was interested in, people who maybe were younger or looked younger that I felt I would be more comfortable with. So people always are going to have those judgment-based decisions, you know, based on those facts. So I'm sure that idea, you know, I'm sure there's multiple things that came into play there. So, Absolutely. okay. So here we Absolutely. are. Fast forward. Now, how long have you had your business going? One year and three months. Okay. Congratulations. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> is there something you would do if you if you went back a year when you started? Is there something that you would do differently? Oh, no, I love my mistakes. Okay. Fail okay. more, fail better. <laughs> mm, okay, fail more, fail better. That's a, that's going to make for a good sound bite there, right? So nothing nothing you would do differently. What do you think is the most interesting thing that you've learned in this past year and three months um, that? you didn't know you that you didn't think you were going to learn whether so fast or at all well, what's something that you would what was your something that make you go hmm kind of moment uh I, I think it's listening to my intuition sometimes i was like following some structures guidelines mm. or other experiences but i realized that if i don't feel right it's better not to do this but i did mm. a lot of times something that didn't feel right uh for instance starting in i don't know I was working in Instagram for a long time. I thought for six months I was developing Instagram and I realized my clients are not coming from Instagram. Mm. I didn't, I, I, I felt a That's little bit wrong about it, but I was keep doing this, believing that I need to be more consistent. <laughs> yeah. Right. So sometimes it's just learning on, on, your I see you on Facebook a lot. Yes. That's my key channel and okay. LinkedIn as well. Instagram is the third one. 
So, so let me ask you a question. What do you, this is great right here, right? What do you say to people who are constantly told you have to be everywhere? You have to be on all, you have to be on all. And I just saw somebody selling their system the other day. That's like, Hey, forget that, you know, one location thing. You need to be on all the, the channels to reach your audience. You, you're speaking from personal experience now. What, what do you say to those people? It's, this question is a little bit deeper. So I would ask this person a bit more about where their audience, real audience coming from, where they, they just ask your clients with whom you work, where they, they hang out. You got to get them first though. <laughs> Sorry? You got to get the client. I said you have to attract the yeah, client. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, I do believe that your uh, followers are already good entrepreneurs or they do have some clients. We all have some referral points. So by just by realizing where your clients are, um, what they're listening to, what they're looking to, and uh, just a little bit more investigation in the first place. And the second is what does work. You can try everything everywhere, but then stick maximum to three channels. For, from my point of view, right now I'm doing even more. Maybe one, two channel is more than enough, but it should okay. be the channel where it's, which is the biggest priority for your clients. It shouldn't be something in, completely in my, different. In my second life, I feel like I should be, I should be an ad agency because all my um, marketing guy, my ad guys, are, you know, their favorite word is test. Like it's the, it, it's the best environment where you can try stuff with other people's money to figure out things that work. So me as the client, I get to spend money so somebody else can test to see what works. It's kind of a pretty good gig. Yeah, so, yeah. so let me ask you this Absolutely. question. What, let's talk details about confidence. You know, I, I want all my female listeners to stay with me because this is applicable to you too. But uh, even though Maria targets men, what are some keys? What are some takeaways you can give people? Because not all people who listen to our show and the people who email me are, are solopreneurs. They're entrepreneurs, right? They, they're looking to take the leap. They're trying to start a side hustle. So some mm-hmm. of them have zero clients, zero. I mean, you know, they're, they're, figure, they're overwhelmed. They're fearful. They're frustrated. All of those things kill confidence. So what are some things? What are some keys? What are Maria, the Maria Perlman keys of wisdom when it comes to developing uh, confidence that you can share? Absolutely. So the very first thing, it's, it's the biggest mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs do. And I see it in my clients and I had used to have, me first was guilty with this mistake. Mm. We link our self-worth with the external results. So mm. repeat again, we link our self-worth with the result that we are getting. Number of likes, number of clients, revenue, connections, networking, and all these external things that we can't control. It's just basically, it's a result of our work, but it doesn't, de- it don't define what, who we are as a person. So we mm. need to completely separate our self-worth and the results that we are having. And then we can have more, less emotional view and more pragmatic view about what, what's happening. This will be the tip number one. The tip mm. number two will be, patience again and consistency just really 80 percent of your success is showing up doing things doing things and uh like 80 percent is showing up but in order to show up in the right moment you will probably 80 percent you will show up in the wrong moment so be patient learn from your mistakes don't be afraid to fail if you fail once again, once again, it's high probability that then you will succeed because you'll be failing. You have to agree, though. 
you have to agree that that's an effect on confidence though. So, I mean, you know, I'm putting out content, I'm doing Facebook lives, nobody's showing up, one person's showing up, you know, it's probably my mother or my aunt. Uh, I'm putting out content. I mean, I'm just saying as a person, not, not me. I'm just saying as a person, uh, I'm putting out something, I'm posting, I work on all this stuff and it gets one like, so I'm like, nobody cares. Then, you know, I'm going out there, I'm trying to get clients and, and nobody wants to buy from me. I mean, all those things take hits, right? You're just getting clubbed over the head. How do you walk the line between confidence and just being dumb about things? Like, meaning you're out there and maybe your product's bad. Maybe your marketing's bad. Maybe. So how do you walk the line between just blind belief and confidence and maintaining confidence? Um. I'm not purely insisting on a blind belief. So we all have need to have this pragmatic view. And sometimes if it's a, it's a year and you have mm. almost zero likes on your content, something right. doesn't work. <laughs> so right. it's not about just a belief. So it's a bit of uh, balancing both of them. Of course, you need to have a belief. You, of course, you need to have a confidence. And your first trials will probably be less successful than your year had. So, yeah, it's something about, like, keeping the entrepreneurial mind and the huge self-belief and pushing yourself forward. And uh, what works for me and for my clients is grounding yourself in reality. Some clients, uh, some people want to make everything right in the first attempt. Right. Uh, They compare themselves with Garvey, with... Corey Mosley, Tony <laughs> Robbins, and other really I like nice that guys. trifecta. That was awesome right there. Put me right there with me, Gary Vee, and Tony Robbins. I, I love, I'm projecting <laughs> that. We're going to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you don't need to be perfect right away. Right. I, that's for me. If I would try to perfect, I, w- I mm. wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't be posting right now. I, I just today scrolled my Instagram feed mm-hmm. and looking at my very first post on Instagram, it is crap. I would do <laughs> it differently right now. Right. But I was allowing myself to be imperfect. I was allowing myself to try to do some mistakes. Right. It's like a child. Imagine the child is trying to walk, walk right. and you'll be, oh, you're not doing this perfect. Of course, the child will lose the self-esteem immediately. The, the self-belief. So it's you need to nurture yourself. You need to give yourself a huge portion of recognition and uh, uh, praising yourself just because you're doing this, but because you're showing up, you're going there right. and you're doing stuff. Don't expect to be perfect. Perfection probably like you will never reach it. So let me ask you this question. What, what would you consider to be your craziest entrepreneurship moment so far? And what do you mean by craziest? Like the craziest I, thing that's maybe happened to you as an entrepreneur, your craziest entrepreneurship moment. People have talked about, I talked about how I had to have an emergency root canal uh, about two hours before I had to go on stage and talk to 300 people. So I was coming from the dentist with Novocaine. That was a crazy moment in my entrepreneurship life. Other people have talked about you know, experiences where the mortgage was due and you know, they, were, they, they were praying that the, that the check from their client was going to be in their mailbox you know, every day. Wow. But what's something to you in this past year and a half that's like, wow, this was a, a crazy moment, something that happened to you? you know, tell us. Wow, I think my craziest moment is, is still in future. I didn't have any like super craziest moments. Some, the only one thing that probably came to my mind is sometimes when clients, 
share with me something really, really deep, which I was not prepared to listen. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Oh, so <laughs> this is hard because I, I need to stay non-judgmental. I, right, I am non-judgmental. Right. You're not, a, I'm not, you're not a, a therapist. And client, right. is, client is not coming to you into the box. They have all the bunch of skeletons in the closet. And I was like, wow, what do I need to do with it? It happens. Now I'm more, more smart in terms of how I'm selecting my clients. It's probably one of the craziest things I've experienced so far. Now I have to, I have to ask before we move, we got to move on to uh, entrepreneurship, uh, our rapid fire section, but I have to ask, have you had clients? I mean, again, I, I just got to I gotta call a spade a spade here. Have you had clients that have signed up with you and then maybe tried to turn that from being a client? I mean, you're happily married, right? But have you, have you, have you ever had a client so far that's, that, you know, came on board with you and then, you know, hey, coach me, coach me, but then tried to take it in another direction? Uh, in, the, in the first place, I mean, in the, in just when we started to speak or over messenger or face-to-face, it happens a lot, but I really okay. know how to cut off these guys, but it Before never happens. Take them on my real, absolutely. I mean, boys yeah. are only real action takers, people who are committed, okay. who really would like to work with me, but it happens gotcha. and it doesn't scare me at all. Right, right. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew that it had to have happened because, oh, because it's a of risk. Uh, yeah, because of men. All right, let's move on. We're moving on to our next segment here, the entrepreneurship rapid fire question. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want what come, don't overthink it. Whatever comes to your top of mind, it's an opportunity to give our listeners an insights and some insights into how you think and tick as an entrepreneur and how you run your business. Are you ready? Yes, yes. Okay. Are you a PC or Mac kind of gal? Um, more Mac, iOS. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what's your favorite credit card right now to run your business? American Express. Are you a physical planner or digital planner person? Digital. What's your favorite software right now to run your business? Facebook. It's a software. Facebook? All my business oh. is Facebook. Okay. Well, that's fine. So Facebook's your favorite app software. Now, I know this is, this is for America, so it might not be the same, but are you Starbucks? I don't think you even have a Dunkin'. What's your favorite... Are you a coffee, tea? What's your kind of favorite deal? Um, I, we have really nice chains of uh, cafeterias here, like uh, Notes or Cafe Nero, but we do have okay. Starbucks. So I'm, so I'm kind you, of everywhere. So <laughs> when there is coffee, a vegan are coffee. You, are you coffee or tea? <laughs> coffee, coffee. Vegan what's coffee. Your what's your favorite? Uh, do you have like a, you know, you yes. want a caramel swirl or what is it? It's oat milk cappuccino with hazelnut syrup. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. I might have to try that. Are you a thank you card or thank you email kind of person? Thank you present. We are Russians. We are so generous. We <laughs> thank like you present. Okay. Yes. I like that. Well, I will definitely make sure you have my address uh, in this. <laughs> when it comes to reading and, and learning yourself, hardcover, tablet, or an audio book? I prefer hardcover, but most cases I end up with digital company. (laughs) Gotcha. What's your next big goal? Building an internationally recognized personal brand. Okay. I love it. One day with any mentor who's still alive, who would that person be? Yeah. So I have two candidates. One is Jay Shetty. I really like his stuff on social media. He's just smashing it. And second one is Justin Baldoni. He's basically an actor and a speaker. He created the project Man Enough, and it inspired me even more to serve men. I love my niche. Okay. 
Nice. I love that. I hope I hope you're able to get with either one of those people, and I hope you can make that uh, make that goal come through. Well, we're on our final segment. This is our entrepreneurship trivia, and how this works is I'm going to ask you a trivia question, and if you get the trivia question right, this is an opportunity for you to earn twenty five dollars for your favorite charity. Uh, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Who said this quote? Stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. Here are your options. A, Tony Robbins, B, Oprah Winfrey, or C, Jeff Bezos, of course, founder of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I can repeat it one more time if you like. Let's say uh, the last one, uh, Amazon guy. Jeff Bezos? Yeah, it's my intuition. It's my intuition. I don't have, I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's my intuition. Okay. So um, bad news. Your intuition has failed you this time. (laughs) I will have luck somewhere else. (laughs) The the correct answer was, the correct answer was Tony Robbins. Oh, you know, you should have kind of picked that up when you were like Corey, Gary Vee, Tony Robbins. Like that could have been one cool thing there. So <laughs> Maria, listen, it's, nice. been having, <laughs> it's been great having you on the show. How do people get in touch with you? I, you do, everything's not face-to-face. Do you do virtual coaching also? Like, okay. How, how does someone get in touch with you? Absolutely. I have um, several clients from States, so they okay. can reach out via Facebook, uh, Maria Perlman or LinkedIn and spell it Instagram. Out, spell it out for them. Spell it out. M- M-A-M-A-R-I-A, Maria Perlman, mm-hmm. P-E-R-L-M-A-N. And they can reach out directly on my website, mariaperlman.com. I like how when you were spelling your name, you were looking up. <laughs> you, were, you will see this on video. Like, yeah, it's M-A-R-R. Yeah, and actually, yeah, Perlman is my stage name. It's not okay. my real name. Okay, well, good for it's you. It's like a Gary V. Yes. That's why I like, oh, I'm spelling this correctly. That's your pen name, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's perfectly fine. So listen, I want to thank you again for having you on the show. I think it's been a great episode. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it very much. And I'm uh, looking forward to staying connected. And if anyone from your followers would like to reach out, I'm more than happy to serve you guys. Thank you so much. For sure. And I want to thank you all, the listeners. This has been another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. If you want to find out all the things that we have going on to help entrepreneurs beat the odds and build their business, head over to my new website, CoreyMosley.com, for full information. As always, I will leave you with this. Keep the mind sharp, the vision clear, the resolve strong, and you will make it. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.